This is the EPLOG audio experience. Film is clearly a sophisticated art, possibly the most important art of the 20th century with a rather complex history of theory and practice, writes James Monaco in his book How to Read a Film. So far in our podcast, the artists, we have had filmmakers, writers, critics, programmers from some of the top film festivals, musicians, thinkers, defining their combinatorial skills. We at Metaphysical Lab have been striving to expand the realm of our podcast, which in turn gives a wider uh, canvas to the understanding of our experiences. And also we have tied up with Epilogue Media, the podcasting network, so you can find us on their website, epilogue.media slash the artists. And of course, you can continue to listen to us on the platforms that you choose from Apple Podcasts to Spotify to GeoSavan to Google Podcasts. Everything is mentioned in the description. And of course, you can reach us uh, on the WhatsApp number and our email ID. I'm your host, Suchita, and I'm looking forward to a wonderful journey ahead with all of you. Hi, guys, welcome to a snacky episode of our podcast, The Artist. And we're talking about Leonardo da Vinci, one of the most important influences on arts, culture, and humanity. Leonardo da Vinci was an Italian, a polymath, one of the most influential figures of human existence. The legacy he left for us is notebooks that ran 20,000 plus pages. We barely have one-fifth of them right now. He observed and made notes on the subjects that interested him most that varied from anatomy to cartography to painting to paleontology to architecture to astronomy. The world admires Mona Lisa, The Last Supper, The Vitruvian Man. His painting Salvador Mundi was sold for $450 million to Saudi Arabian Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman for $50 million and I don't know how many zeros are there in it. Walter Isaacson writes this in his book and I quote, When Leonardo was painting The Last Supper, spectators would visit and sit quietly just so they could watch him work. The creation of art, like the discussion of science, had become at times a public event. According to the account of a priest, Leonardo would come here in the early hours of the morning and mount the scaffolding and then remain there brushing hand from sunrise to sunset, forgetting to eat or drink, painting continually. On other days, however, nothing would be painted. He would remain in front of it for one or two hours and contemplate in solitude, examining and criticizing to himself the figures he had created. Then there were dramatic days that combined his obsessiveness and his penchant for procrastination. As if caught by way more passion, he would arrive suddenly in the middle of the day, climb the scaffolding, seize a brush, apply a brush, stroke or two to one of the figures and suddenly depart. And this is for all the creators out there. Leonardo's quirky working habits worried the Duke who had commissioned the painting. So when Leonardo was summoned by the Duke, they ended up having a discussion on how creativity occurs. Sometimes it requires going slowly, pausing, even procrastinating. That allows idea to marinate, Leonardo explained. Intuition needs nurturing. Men of lofty genius sometimes accomplish the most when they work least, he told the Duke, for their minds are occupied with their ideas and the perfection of their conceptions to which they afterwards give form. 
His understanding of shadows and tones created unified coherence to his art. Walter Isaacson mentions this in the chapter perspective of the book where he writes that Leonardo realized that the art of painting and the science of optics were inseparable from the study of perspective along with the proper ability to deploy shadows the mastery of various types of perspectives allowed painters to convey a three-dimensional beauty on a flat surface a true understanding of perspective involved more than merely a formulaic approach to sizing objects correctly he knew it also required studying the science of optics Painting is based on perspective he wrote and perspective is nothing else than a thorough knowledge of the function of the eye. So while he was composing his planned treatises on painting and optics he also gathered ideas for one on perspective. Walter Isaacson continues Leonardo's most important contribution to the study of perspective was to broaden the concept to include not just linear perspective which uses geometry to figure out the relative sizes of objects in the foreground and background of a painting but also ways of conveying depth through changes in color and clarity. His journalistic goals were to solve the problems and figure things out not just how they work but why they work. Bill Gates has bought part of the journals for 30 million dollars so you can imagine how important they are. Now if you've seen the Vitruvian man and if you haven't you must go and check it out. He uses mathematics proportions anatomy to reach the epiphany. Walter Isaacson writes this about the Vitruvian man that when Leonardo drew his Vitruvian man he had a lot of interrelated ideas dancing in his imagination. These included the mathematical challenge of squaring the circle, the analogy between the macrocosm of man and the macrocosm of earth, the human proportions to be found through anatomical studies, the geometry of squares and circles in church architecture, the transformation of geometric shapes and a concept combining math and art that was known as the golden ratio or divine proportion. He continues that Leonardo's Vitruvian man embodies a moment when art and science combined to allow mortal minds to probe timeless questions about who we are and how we fit into the grand order of the universe. Inside the square and the circle we can see the essence of Leonardo da Vinci and the essence of ourselves standing naked at the intersection of the earthly and the cosmic. Walter Isaacson continues that Leonardo's Vitruvian man embodies a moment when art and science combined to allow mortal minds to probe timeless questions about who we are and how we fit into the grand order of the universe. And on his most famous work The Mona Lisa, Walter Isaacson writes that he began working on it in 1503 when he returned to Florence after serving Caesar Borgia. But he had not finished it when he moved back to Milan in 1506. He would even take it to France on the final leg of his life journey, adding tiny strokes and light layers through 1517, which is like almost 17 years, and it would be in a studio there when he died. The Mona Lisa is the work of a man who had used those skills to immerse himself in a lifetime of intellectual passions. The inquiries chronicled on the thousands of notebook pages of light rays, striking curved objects, dissections of human faces, geometrical volumes being transformed into new shapes, flows of turbulent water, the analogies between the earth and human bodies had helped him fathom the subtleties of depicting motion and emotion his insatiable curiosity, his restless leaps from one subject to another had been harmonized in a single work. Kenneth Clark wrote of the Mona Lisa the science the pictorial skills the obsession with nature the psychological insight are all there and so perfectly balanced that at first we are hardly aware of them
I have this little little frame of Leonardo da Vinci's portrait on my wall. Uh, and I read it uh, a few years back that if you stare at it for a long time, you get psychic abilities. So I have this habit of, you know, trying to go and stare at it and see if I can develop some psychic abilities. So while I do that, you guys should go and check out the real influencer the world ever had. Even after 500 years of his existence, the master Leonardo da Vinci, we are in awe. And one more thing to quickly add is that if you're done with your to-do list, you should go and check out how did Leonardo da Vinci's to-do list looks like. It's there on the internet. That's it, folks. I hope you guys enjoyed this snacky episode on the master Leonardo da Vinci. Stay tuned. There's lots more coming up in the coming week. Till then, take care of yourself and have a great weekend.